0: you are our foundation God and we want to build our life upon you God and your love and we ask Lord that as we come to you today Lord as we study your word God may the word of God speak to the people of God by the spirit of God to our hearts Lord we ask you would anoint this time with your spirit and we just continue to worship you in the study of your word and we ask this in Jesus name amen Well, you can all be seated, and if you can grab your Bibles, open them up to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, and we're going to continue our verse-by-verse study here in the book of Thessalonians. And today we're going to talk about the rapture of the church. And I was thinking of, amen, yeah? I'll tell you what, I believe it's coming really soon, and I think it's an appropriate subject for us to really look into and understand, especially if you have not really studied this for the first time. I was thinking about something I saw years ago that was uh, posted on Craigslist, and it was for a job. You know how you can find jobs on Craigslist and all. Well, this uh, particular post on Craigslist said, Seeking Teleportion Scientist. We are looking for a very motivated, team oriented scientist who has experienced in teleportation research how you like that and or technology we will provide patent and funding and small stipend once technology prototype is developed the business will take off running or teleporting that's kind of funny right and interesting under the location part it said who cares Uh, You should be there in a second. (laughs) I like that. I mean, wouldn't that be great if technology were to advance to that point where we could teleport, right? No need, you know, get in the car and travel downtown, go shopping. No need to get on the plane. And, you know, I remember flying to Israel. And, well, I think it was like 20 hours total or something, traveling time, 20, 24 hours. It would be great to just, boom, just be there, right? I mean, great. You don't have to drive to church. You just go, boom, and we're all here, you know, right now. And maybe even on time with that fact, right? (laughs) Well, the thing is, believers will experience A different kind of teleportation, you can say. And that is when Jesus comes to take up his church in the rapture. And in the rapture of the church, there's so much uh, we can look forward to in that not only we're going to be with the Lord, but we are going to have our resurrected bodies finally. I can't wait for that. So that is the hope in the rapture. And that's the title of our message this morning, the hope in the rapture. And we're going to be looking at three things here. The resurrection is real, number one. Number two, the reunion is coming. And number three, the revelation is inspiring. So let's begin here. Number one, the resurrection is real. And we're going to be covering two verses, verses 13 and 14 here in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. We're going to finish this chapter this morning from verse 13 through 18. But in our first part, we're going to take a look at two verses but for right now, look at verse 13, 13. Paul the Apostle writes here, But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. Now we're going to stop right there for, uh, as we begin here. Now Paul starts off here with the words but, with this word but. And with that, he's really changing directions here. Uh, he's been talking about our walk with the Lord. Remember last time we were in Th- First Thessalonians chapter 4, we talked about our walk with the Lord. The practical here and now was the title of our message. And he gave us some practical things to do, right? To love one another, to, to walk in purity, and to, to walk decently. And that was kind of our outline, you know, then. But now, as he gets into verse 13, he changes gears and he uses that conjunction, this word, but. And he says, we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers. He's saying, you believers in Thessalonica, we don't want you guys to not have... The information that you need to properly understand what's going on here with the resurrection and when we die. And understand what's going on. Now, most likely, Timothy came back, remember we had studied that, from a visit over there. And probably one of the things he reported, other than they were doing great, was there were some questions. And they had some questions about, well, when when we die, you, you know, or well, the people who have died, you know, what's going to happen to them when jesus returns i mean are they going to miss the rapture here are they not going to get their resurrected body so think of that in the background as paul begins to write here in the rest of this chapter so he's like you you guys i don't want you guys to be uh uh, uninformed here i don't want you guys to be confused in any of this uh, about those who Are asleep, he writes here. Now, that word asleep or sleeping in Christ, that really talks about our death, talks about our body no longer functioning, yet we're still alive. So it's kind of that idea we're asleep, you know, like when someone's asleep, it doesn't look like they're moving, but they're still really alive here. So the Bible here in the New Testament uses that word, and, and that's really a thought throughout the ancient times when we talk about that even now, So he goes, I don't want you guys to be confused, uninformed about, you know, people who have died, that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. In other words, that you guys may not like really be in grief over those people who have died. And, and the people who are really in this type of grief are the people who are not saved. So Paul's like, hey, let's clear things up here. Let's clear up any confusion. Make sure you're not uninformed. And, and so you don't grieve like the unsaved person who have no hope when they face death. Now you have to understand back then in the Greek and Roman times, uh, they believed death was, was this dark this scary, like murky kind of unknown, you know, on the on the other side of the line when you die. And I was thinking, you know, what? that's not too much like today, right? Many people who are not saved, they don't know what is on the, that other side. What is on the other side of the line? And that's why it's so hard when we lose our love. one. we're like at a loss or even in fear of our own death. One ancient writer back then, Katula, said, when once our brief light sets, there is one perpetual night through which we must sleep. And so he wrote about it as this, this just uh, forever sleep in darkness, and, and that, that was it. Now, talking about sleep, I mean, some even say today that, well, you know, when, when you die, you go into this, quote-unquote, soul sleep. Like some suspended animation here and and you're just there sleeping for I don't know how long or whatever. But I, I, there's no hope in that, right? There's no hope in that even, and that's not even biblical here. And there's even no hope in what the Catholic teaching is on purgatory, right? You're in some holding cell and you're, you're going to pay off maybe some sins that you need to pay off before you can enter into heaven. That's not biblical because we know Jesus died for what? All our sins, right? It's not like, well, he died for you, and after you're saved, well, you know, those you got to take care of yourself. No, and then you go to purgatory and got to pay it off while you're in that holding cell. There's no hope in that, right? There's no hope in that. And so Paul says, we're not like that. It's not like we're without hope, like those who are unsaved and they don't understand, they're, they're uninformed in what's going on. Now, before I go on, take note here. I'm not saying that it's wrong for Christians to have grief, to be in sorrow when their loved one dies, when when their fellow believer dies. I'm not saying that at all, because of course we're going to be sad. We're going to miss that person, our loved one, you know, the, 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 the person who had passed away. But if we know he's in the Lord, then we know where they are, right? And so it's, we're not talking about that here. Paul's really pointing to the Hope that people don't have, how hopeless they are when they are not informed with what Christ has done. And that's what he says here. He, ta- he goes on here now in verse 14 and he's talking about the hope. Look at verse 14. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. So now Paul goes on here and he talks about, hey, we have hope there. We have hope. You know why? Since we believe, right, we've come to faith to understand what the gospel is, what the word of God says. We put our faith in what it says. And we put our faith in the fact that Jesus died, right? He died on the cross to atone for our sins. So he took care of what keeps us out of heaven that keeps judgment upon us. It, Jesus died and atoned for our sins. And not only that, he died, but what? He rose again from the dead. He conquered sin and death. He's alive now. He, he, he's been resurrected. And now we can be resurrected also. So that, that's that whole sense here Paul is putting here. So we have hope. We have hope in Jesus that there is true life, eternal life with God after we die. And so he says, through Jesus, believing in Jesus, Uh, Knowing what he's done for us and dying and rising again, he says this, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. So those guys who has died already, those those who are are in Jesus, through Jesus here, right? God, when he comes back, he's going to bring those people with him. So Paul is saying, look, just as much as Jesus is alive, He's, he's risen again. Believers who, are, who died, they're going to be alive and well too. So just as much as Jesus is, they're going to be alive and well. And I think about in John 14, 19, Jesus said this, Because I live, you also will live. Isn't that great? Isn't that wonderful to know that in Jesus and what He's done for us? Because Jesus... Is resurrected. He died. He rose again. You know what? We're, we get to live also. And I like something here where it says God will bring with Him. What's that saying? Well, these believers that have gone on and died before, you know what? They're going to return with Him. Th- that means they're with Jesus there. They're with Him. And so we know when we pass from this life to the, to the next, when we die, right, that we are going to be with Jesus, no kind of like you're sleeping somewhere, no like you're in some limbo area here, no purgatory, no, we know we will be with Jesus. We know that, right? Second Corinthians 5, 8, the last part says, to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord, right? And we say, hey, to be absent from the body is to be with the Lord. So we understand that, that principle here, that we're, once we pass away, we're going to be with Jesus. As soon as we take our last breath here on earth, we're going to be with Jesus. So Paul's saying is this. Understand now, the resurrection is real. You will live again. The resurrection is real. And really, he's, he's, he's starting with this thought, and he's going to get more and more deeper into this, and the resurrection, our body. We're going to see that in the next part. But understand, the resurrection is real. For believers who died will be alive and well when Jesus returns. That's what Paul is putting forth here. And that's the hope we have, you guys. It's real. It's true. What we're reading right here in verse 14 is real. If we were to die before the Lord returns, you know what? We're going to be with Him. And when He comes back, we're going to be with Him. You know, I read about a a pastor who was consoling his uh of a Christian friend, and um, he said, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for the loss of your wife. I, I'm so sorry you lost your wife, and, and the friend replied and said, no, I didn't lose her. You can't lose something where you know where it is, right? He goes, I know where she is. She's with Jesus, and I love that thought. We're not lost. Yeah, you know, when we pass away and through Jesus were with the Lord. And what we see in verse 14, it's huge, you guys. Hold on to it. This is that that foundation of our faith to understand what's gonna happen as believers when we die. You know, I think about the the hymn, right, and we sing it in a song, My hope is built on nothing less but Jesus' blood and righteousness. Right? I do not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly trust, or wholly lean on what? Jesus' name, Christ, my the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. This is it. This is that solid ground, you guys verse 14 right there and i hope today that you are on that solid ground i hope today that you understand there is life after death in jesus christ and we can be with him you know what do you fear death i mean some people are are held hostage with that fear especially during this time i mean people some people are dying in this covid pandemic and some people are in fear of that But we should not be held hostage, but understand that we have this foundation of truth, that Jesus died and rose again, and so we can rise again also. You know, I want to make appeal to you guys and anyone online that, you know, if you never received Jesus Christ, you can have the hope of heaven. You can have the hope of life after death and being resurrected through Jesus Christ. All you got to do is pray right now. Give your heart to the Lord. Believe that He is God and He died on the cross and rose again from the dead. Receive Him into your heart. Accept Him and surrender your life to Him. And with that simple prayer and belief and faith in Christ, you can be saved and you can have that assurance that when you pass from this life to the next, that you will be with God. Your sin will be taken care of. And you can have that assurance. And the Holy Spirit will give you that assurance. You know that. To know for sure that you will be in heaven and have eternal life. And that's what it is. And I appeal to anyone even here this morning or anyone online to go to Jesus even right now, receive him into your heart. And then you can find the hope in the rapture. So let's go on to number two now. The reunion is coming. The reunion is coming. We've seen the resurrection is real, Paul establishing that. And now number two, the reunion is coming. We're going to cover verses 15 through 17, but let's take each verse at a time. Verse 15 right now. For this we declare to you by a word from the Lord that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord will not precede those who have fallen asleep. And we'll stop right there. So Paul goes on here and says, okay, let me help you guys out. For, let me help you understand, for this we declare, and you know, what? I like that word declare, because in the Greek it means to lay out. For we lay out before you, where we're going to try and make this understandable so you know this truth, that it's um, the, by a word from the Lord, they're going to declare. This has is, this is come from God. This is a divine revelation, It's not what something Paul put together, you know, after reading scripture. It was what Jesus told him, I believe, Jesus directly told him. It wasn't passed on, but it was a divine uh, word from the Lord, a divine revelation. So God is giving us this, all right? And then he says that we who are alive and who are left, what's he talking about? People who are still on this earth living right he's he's talking about people who have died now he's talking about you know us guys that we're still on this earth until the coming of the lord now when he says coming here we we, we understand that there's basically two parts of this coming right at the end of the tribulation there will be the second coming of jesus christ when he comes to set up his rule and reign on earth he's gonna uh, defeat all the enemies uh, uh and then that's that second coming right But the first part of his coming is the rapture of the church. And I I believe in context of what we're going to see even next, that Paul here, when he talks about the coming of the Lord, he's talking about the rapture of the church, which I believe will be before the seven years of tribulation. And we're going to get more into that in the next chapter. And I'm going to talk more in, in depth about that. But for now, understand, when he says the coming of the Lord, he's talking about the rapture. So... Us guys who are still here, let me lay this out to you. This is from the Lord, who's still alive. When, when the rapture happens, he, he, he says this at the end, end of verse 15, will not precede those who have fallen asleep. What's he talking about? Is he talking about, well, they're going to be taken and you know, go before us in the rapture? Well, they're already there, right? So what is he talking about? You know what he's talking about? He's talking about the resurrection of our bodies now, of our bodies. He's talking about there, there um, that that we who are alive. We will not uh, receive, where we won't proceed, or we won't get our bodies before they do. Those who have fallen asleep, those who have died before us. So Paul's like in the time of the rapture, those who are alive will not receive their resurrected bodies before those who. Died, so they're gonna get their resurrected bodies, resurrected bodies, first. Now, understand when I talk about getting our resurrected bodies here, I'm talking about uh, receiving our what we call many times our glorified bodies. Right? You, you know what I'm talking about? Our glorified bodies. Paul talks about in First Corinthians chapter 15. We just read the other day. If you're going through our daily reading plan, he talked about how mortality. Uh, uh, puts on immortality right uh in in a matter of fact um take a moment uh, real quick uh, uh turn to philippians chapter three philippians chapter three and if you look at the very last two verses in that chapter real quick if you just take a look there philippians chapter three paul says but our, uh, verse 20 and 21, he says, Philippians 3, 20, 21, But our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will, and this is the part in verse 21, who will transform our lowly body to be like his what? Glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. So Paul's talking about that we will be resurrected bodily, physically, into a new body like what Jesus had. We're going to follow him. He died, he rose again, he was the first one. First one. And so we're going to receive a glorified body in that sense in the same way. I mean, you know what I think about? I think about, you know, Jesus. Think about this. When Jesus rose from the dead, he wasn't some spirit, some ghost walking around, right? A bodiless, like, spirit soul walking around like, like we think of ghosts which... I don't believe there's ghosts. I think it's demons portraying and That's another subject. But anyway, Jesus actually had a body. We know that, right? Because Mary grabbed onto him, wouldn't let go. If he was just in spirit, it, he should be like trying to grab nothing, right? We know that. He walked with the disciples. He ate with the disciples. Though he had some special, you know, way of that physical body, like all of a sudden he appeared in the room of disciples. So we're going to have something like that. Isn't that great? But the point is we're going to be resurrected with a new body. And that's a thought here. That's what Paul's saying. You know, in the time of the rapture, those who died before, us, they're going to get that body first. They're going to be resurrected with that body first. And, 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 and that resurrected body, I mean, just think about it. It's no longer subject you know, to to sickness and disease, and even, I believe, time and space, no longer those aches and pains, uh, no, no longer, you know, gray hair, you know, a, a little fat, you know, no longer you have to wear your glasses, you know, all, all of that, right? It, it's a body that's made for heaven's glory. That means there's no more sin nature to deal with, and that's, The resurrected body. We we don't have to deal with this sinful nature in us that we're attached to right now. We battle all the time. So this new body is made for heaven. I tell you what, I can't wait. I cannot wait. Woohoo! Let's go. I want it now, right? Well, okay, so they're gonna get their resurrected bodies first. Well, well, how does it work? Well, look at verse 16 now, back to First Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 16 For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command with the voice of an archangel and with the sound of the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. And we'll stop right there. So, so here's what's going to happen Paul saying this is from the Lord. The Lord himself and I love that thought cuz Jesus himself is coming for us. Jesus is coming to take us. Jesus he doesn't send an angel he comes himself so we could meet him. So he, he descends from heaven. And where it says in the ESV, a cry of command, it really is, this word command is, is, is really in a Greek term in a military sense. It's like Jesus, the general is commanding, this is his order, yeah, that we all come up. And so this is a cry of command. And I think about when Jesus uh, commanded Lazarus in John 11, right? to come out, come forth. So so probably Jesus is going to say, come up. It's going to be that command of the Lord God creator to call us up. And then also with that is the voice of an archangel, one of the head angels. We don't know exactly who. And it says with the sound of the trumpet of God, God's going to blow his trumpet. All of these things is going to grab our attention. And then with that, First of all, the dead in Christ will rise first. So when the Lord commands it, the uh, the shout is made, the archangel, the trumpet goes out, and the rapture happens. You know, the first thing that happens is the believers who died before us. They will receive their resurrected bodies. They will be transformed. They will have their new glorified bodies. Can you imagine what happened? What happens here at this moment? The, the bodies left in the ground, all awesome, yeah? Even, even the, the dust and the dirt that the bodies have turned into, I, don't know, I picture a movie like, you know, things maybe going up. Those who are buried out to sea, you know, those who are part of the ocean floor, cremated bodies, the ashes, all some Everything's uh, ashes, you know, spread around Maui or sitting in urns, uh, I'm making sound effects here, but there probably won't be any sound. But it's going to go up, you know, all the way. And they will be transformed, you guys. And listen, this is not a rework of the old. It's not really teleportation, you know, like, like Star Trek, right? Your, your, your molecules and atoms, you know, all taken apart and then put back together. And I remember those movies where sometimes that it doesn't work too well. They're not put to, together in the right way it's not like that it's not a a a rework of the old but a transformation into brand new you guys it's not reconstruction but resurrection think of it that way now you might be thinking you might be saying wait 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 does does that mean from the these guys have died already does that mean that those who have died between the time when the Lord comes in the rapture and he makes a command, the trumpet sounds, the angel shouts, or, you know, all this goes on, that from the time they die and the time they get their resurrected bodies, does that mean that they're bodiless right now? That they're like the ghosts, yeah? Is, is that what's going on? Well, here's, here's the way I see it. I believe that, that they're not up there like right now going, Oh, Lord, hurry up. I want my body, <laughs> you know. I, I, I just, We can't hug each other, you know. We can't shake hands. It, it's not working. I want to eat, you know, like that. It's not like they're frustrated. You know why? Because they are in the eternal, right? They're in a different dimension right now. We're in a place where time is a factor, right? But they're in the eternal. There is no clock. There is no time. There is no anything like that. We live in the past, the present, and the future. But eternity is a whole different kind of dimension, right? We live in, in the past, present, and future. You know what? They just live in the present. Think about it that way. So it's not like they're waiting around. I think maybe to them it might almost be like instant, yeah, when they get their bodies, when, when we're finally to, uh, all getting a resurrected body. So I, I, it's hard to understand this in our finite kind of minds and living in time right now but maybe it's something like that so either way we see that the what is going to happen the dead in christ will rise first and then look at verse 17 then we us guys who are alive and left on earth will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the lord in the air and so we will always Be with the Lord amen I love this this is so exciting now verse 17 is this classic it's the the main scripture there's other scriptures but the main scripture about the rapture of the church so Paul's saying now the rest of us guys you know what's what we know what's going to happen to us we're going to get our resurrected bodies how well the trumpet's going to sound God's going to call out and we're going to be caught up together with, with those other guys. Now the word caught up here is the Greek word harpazo. Harpazo. And that means to see suddenly. It, it, it means to, to suddenly grab. So this isn't like a slow kind of, you know, thing. No, it's like, boom, like that. Woo, see something. God's going to grab you. You're going to be taking out. He's making a command and boom, we're going to go up. Now in the Latin translation, long time ago, of the Bible, they translated harposal in Latin to rap- raptusal, where we get our English word rapture. That's why we call this the rapture of the church. People might say, well, rapture's not in the Bible. How do you know it's real? Well, yeah, but you know what? It's harposal, you know, and then from the Latin. I mean, you could say Trinity is not in the Bible, but we see it in the scriptures, right? We just saw it in Luke 3 at Jesus' baptism. We could say, oh, well, providence of God is not in the Bible, but we know the concept of, of providence of God is in the Bible, right? But here, I think it's even stronger because our puzzle is raptuso, and we get our English word rapture. So rapture is in the Bible, and it's right there. We'll be caught up together. With who? With all the other believers who've gotten their resurrected bodies. And Jesus is going to bring us up, transform us, and we'll get our resurrected bodies. And we're going to be with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So that's why there's I don't know if you've seen pictures of this. You see, you know, pictures of um, illustrations of believers, like, rising up, like up into the air because that's what it's saying we're going to meet them in the clouds we're going to meet them in the air. where I believe we're going to be in that dimension that spirit dimension spiritual dimension where God is where the eternal is and we're going to be together with them in that way so I guess in a way you can say beam me up Scotty let's go you know kind of thing right so this is the rapture right here and I love this so we will always be with the Lord and I'll tell you just that warms my heart. And it should you, you also, right? Oh, think about that. We're going to be face-to-face with Jesus finally, right? We worship God, and I feel like God's presence is here. Oh, I, I love it. But we, only, we see it uh, through a glass darkly right now, right? First Corinthians 13. But soon we are going to be face-to-face. We're going to see clearly we're going to be right there with our Lord Jesus, whom we love so much and whom we want to be with so much. So Paul's like, hey, we're going to be all reunited together here. A reunion's going. The reunion is coming here. This is what he's saying. A reunion is coming when the rapture brings the resurrected believers to be together with Jesus forever. Forever, you guys. That's it. You know, back in the Jesus movement days, I remember, um, rather than saying, hey, see you soon, or, you know, well, we'll see you soon. You know what people used to say? People used to, Christians used to say, see you there or in the air. And I love that. That's, that's what it is. We're going to be together, and most importantly, we're going to be with Jesus when that trumpet sounds. I want to play for you this um, sound of a shofar, and I don't know if this is what it's going to be, but I just want to bring a little reality and understanding. Hey, it's, it's coming. The reunion is, is coming, and maybe it'll be like this. You, want, you guys want to play that? I love that that last. Uh, the, there it is. Let's go. <laughs> hey, but I don't know how exactly it's going to be. I don't know if we're going to hear a long trumpet, a long blast. I mean, that's a shofar. the The priest would blow the trumpet, right? We know in the Old Testament they'll blow it to call people to the feast. They they'll direct the army with the trumpets. They'll call people to worship. But we're going to hear this trumpet call us home to jesus christ and you know what it's going to happen like that i want to read to you what it says in first corinthians 15:51. it says behold i tell you a mystery we shall not all sleep but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable and we shall be changed we will be resurrected that's Uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 51 and 52 you guys a a, a twinkling of an eye now scientists say a blinking of an eye is actually uh, 1 50th of a second but a twinkling which is the rapid uh, movement of the eye is a billionth of a second or we would say a nanosecond so can you imagine as fast as your eye moves we're there we hear the shout the the trumpet we hear the cry of command. boom we're there. Oh, I look forward to that day and I hope you guys are looking forward to that day. I hope this this warms your heart right now. That soon we'll be out of this messed up place, yeah. We'll be out of here and we'll be with Jesus forever. Well, let's go on quickly now to number 3. The Revelation is inspiring. Our hope in the rapture, the resurrection is real. The reunion is coming. And number three, the revelation is inspiring. And here we go back to uh, 1 Thessalonians and we're on our very last verse here for this morning. Paul writes now, therefore, encourage one another with these words. So we're to encourage each other. What what words? Well, the revelation, right, of what we saw back up in Verse 15, by a word from the Lord, that's the revelation. We're we're to take this information, what we've learned here, this teaching, and that should encourage us and we should encourage one another. The word encourage actually means to exhort by way of comfort and, and, and comforting and by way of motivating each other, by way of helping each other look to Jesus's coming and that's the idea we are to find hope in this teaching here we are to encourage one another to get living for christ to begin to look for his coming because jesus is coming you guys uh in turn to john chapter 14 john 14 and actually we'll we'll end up here john chapter 14 Verse 1 through 3, John chapter 14 here. And it says here, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. Verse 2, John 14. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, uh, would, uh, would I have told you that? I go to what? Prepare a place for you. And then look at verse 3. We're familiar with those. Verse 3 says... And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself that where I am, you may be also. And I believe verse 3 really focuses in on the rapture of the church. Jesus will come and take you to himself so that we can be with him, that you can be with him. And I'll tell you, reading this, and connecting it to First Thessalonians 4, the revelation is inspiring. It should be inspiring for you too. The revelation is inspiring the heart now to live as if, as if Jesus is to come any day now. That's how you should be inspired. Inspired to live in a manner that he can come at any moment, any day, even right now. Wouldn't that be great? We're talking about the rapture and all of a sudden, we hear the trumpet, play the trumpet. Maybe, no, no I'm just joking. <laughs> But, right, it may be any day, any moment. So, you know, we need to live like that, like any day is coming. You know, I I don't know if you followed what's going on in some of the news in the world, but with events with the UAE, right, the United Arab Emirates, making that tie with Israel now. And then Saudi Arabia has joined in, and just the other day, a couple days ago, Bahrain. so that cluster of countries, uh, southeast southeast yeah southeast of israel all together in this relationship with israel now what's so important about that well well i bet you the other muslim countries they don't like that yeah and that may bring some some more antagonism upon israel to where turkey and iran and russia the prophecy of ezekiel 38 39 that that may just make one more step closer to all that happening where they will that coalition led by russia will attack Israel, Ezekiel 38. Turkey, even just, I think, yesterday or so, Turkey is doing some live military drills in the eastern Mediterranean because they're having this beef with Greece. And so they're pulling away more from the West, um, uh, tying in with Russia guys and Iran guys even more. Maybe this whole calamity we're going through with the pandemic, I see it as a setup for the tribulation years. And get this, you guys. We have to be in prayer for this next election coming up in the beginning of November. Because I think things are going to go crazy. And who knows how that will affect our country. And our country could be weakened by maybe all the things that may go on. And we're not a strong player, which we see in prophecy. U.S. isn't a strong player in the world when things go down. So Jesus is coming jesus is coming he's coming so the revelation is should be inspiring us that oh we're excited for him to come but we should be inspired to live for jesus even more and you know what we don't know when he's coming matthew 24 36 but the day and hour no one knows but you know what? we can see the signs. so the question is question is if jesus were to come right now will you be part of the church give your heart to the lord When Jesus comes right now, you know, I believe every believer in Jesus will go no matter where you are in your walk. But if you go, will you have regret. Yeah, I should have done more. I should have done more now. But either way, let it inspire us to live for God and be excited that soon and very soon we're going to be with the Lord. We're going to be with Jesus in the rapture. How exciting is that? I'll close with this story. Uh, this old hillbilly farmer took the family on a trip from the mountain to the big city. It was the first time they, they went into the city, and they were visiting this fancy hotel. And while the, the mother was in the hotel store, the, the older father and son were sitting outside, and, and in the lobby was this big metal box with two doors on it. And and the father was just enamored, like, whoa, what is that? He's never seen an elevator before. And and then he watches this 80-year-old lady with a walker kind of (laughs) hobble up to the doors of the elevator. And the elevator opens up, and she hobbles into the elevator, and the elevator closed. Well, on top of it were these flashing numbers, you know, went from 1 to 10 and stopped at 10 for a while, then it came all the way back down to 1. And then when the doors opened, all of a sudden walked out was this beautiful 25-year-old woman. <laughs> this hillbilly farmer couldn't believe his eyes. He just look, look, Look what happened. So he turned to his son and says, Boy, go get Mama. <laughs> well, that's not the rapture. Yeah. <laughs> but what a glorious day that'll be when we will get our resurrected bodies, when we will be taken up. And so I find great inspiration in that and great comfort in the hope in the rapture. Let's pray. Lord, we look forward to being with you, Lord, in the rapture. And help us, God, to live every moment in that expectation. And Lord, let us not live for the temporal but the eternal now. God, may we lay our treasures in heaven and not on earth where moth and, and, and dust and, and where it corrodes, Lord, but let us keep our focus on you and our future today. So, Lord, let us put away, God, those things are, that are distracting us. Let us put aside, Lord, things of ours connected to ourself, Lord. But let us now live for you, looking forward to the day when we will be with you. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. Let's all stand and we'll worship the Lord.